Welcome to The Forge X-Files with your host, Davis Potter. What trends do you uh, see currently on the market? What do you observe? Mostly in this year. Of course, in B2B growth, not maybe in fashion or something. <laughs> For sure. So a couple of the big ones. Uh, the first trend is personalization is no longer some cool, fancy, flashy type of tactic that you can leverage in ABM. Personalization is something that customers now expect and they demand. So anything less than that, you're already at a disadvantage. That's one big one. Uh, another trend is with the economic climate that we're in, we're almost entering this new wave of expansion being the core play. And so one of the massive things that ABMers need to think about is when you're focusing your program on a cross-sell, upsell type motion, there's such a strong emphasis on marketing and sales alignment, but the missing piece is customer success entering this conversation. So in the second half of 2023 and where I see 2024 moving forwards, it's no longer going to be, hey, how do we align sales and marketing? It's going to be, how do we align sales, marketing, and customer success? They're actually going to have that true seat at the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's all connected that buyers now need to trust more that will have results. It's not like, okay, let's buy some fancy tool for ABM, but yeah, they really need to see that potential ROI. And yeah, it's great that you are mentioning this, that, that, that showing customer success, it's even more important in current economics. And another one, I've seen this popping up, everywhere not just on linkedin from some of the influencers but also from conversations with practitioners in the field it's we've had our abm program we initially started with buying one of the platforms so like a demand base or a six sense or a terminus and they didn't necessarily have a abm framework that they were going off of and it's about a year, maybe a year and a half since their program launched. And they're looking around like, you know, why isn't this necessarily working? Or they're, they're having challenges with their program because they're not realizing the ROI or maybe sales isn't fully bought in on what these platforms are producing. And the challenge doesn't lie in the hands of the demand base or the sixth sense. They are not the silver bullet for your for your program. It is the underlying fundamentals and the ABM framework that you launch and execute off of, which is the challenge or the problem that a lot of these programs are facing. And 2023 has shed light on that as we're really maturing in the technology and the platform market. Okay, so in the detail, where do you think is the problem? As you mentioned that they don't have framework, but exactly that they don't select right accounts or maybe that inter data, it's not something that it's 
it's magic that okay someone is searching something and they're ready to, to the first person to send message okay <laughs> take my money or uh, how do you diagnose the, the problem i think it lies all within what you mentioned and more they'll mm -hmm. buy these platforms and think okay now that i have intent data or now that i have this i can just push out ads to my target accounts and i'm going to surface whatever insights maybe it's mqas that comes from these platforms over to sales and that's going to replace mqls that's going to replace you know the, the initial demand gen motion when in reality account-based marketing is so much more than that and these platforms are a tool in your program not an end-all be-all or something that you base your program off of so you'll see some organizations spending a ridiculous amount of social capital when they're trying to get sales to adopt intent data, for example. Mm -hmm. They'll create their target account list purely based off of the insights that are coming from third-party intent. They're not prioritizing first-party, and they're seeing a lot of false positives. Third-party intent, has it, it's a good and interesting insight but not necessarily something that you want to completely base who's going to be in your target account list, who you're going to prioritize off of. There are so many more insights that you should be looking at internally. And so that's one big challenge. Another one is just platform adoption in general. We've seen these platforms will surface a lot of insights, which is great, but it's completely overwhelming for the go-to-market and sales doesn't necessarily know what they should be looking at, where they should be looking. And it's almost the simplification of what you can provide and what makes the most sense to surface. Mm -hmm. True, true. Do not scale too fast. For me, for me, this is like not looking for the shortcut, uh, as I think Paul Graham said in the context of startups that do things that don't scale. And I think in ABM starting this program is also really important to, to, to understand about our ideal clients, not maybe like, okay, I want to Amazon, Apple, and, and no, no, let's analyze, okay, why we liked our previous clients, for example. I like to, which client do you want to duplicate? That is it possible, okay, copy paste. <laughs> and which client do you want to duplicate? Which case study do you are the most proud of? And I think this, this but especially not believing that AI can do, do work for us and especially respect our potential clients. From my perspective, many people, I don't know, expect that, that intelligent people on the other side, especially enterprise who are selling to super smart people. And somehow, you know, tools will uh, allow us to skip the work. And only we have this tool, <laughs> no no one else. And it's, and it's a multi-channel approach too. This goes back to one of the things that's been killing me, that mm -hmm. it's the difference between ABM and ABX. When you mm -hmm. look at some of the definitions between the two, People are looking at ABM in the light of it just being tactics, where ABX is actually the multi-channel approach, creating that seamless customer journey throughout the life cycle, infusing your whole go-to-market team within this process as well. If you were just looking at ABM as tactics, you, you weren't doing ABM in the first place. The difference mm -hmm. between ABM and ABX 
there is none. And that's another thing where it's, you know, you'll see people who are still just running ads to a target account list and calling that ABM. Mm -hmm. True, true. Okay, so let's maybe also, as for my list of questions for this format, which experiment did you run in the past months? Maybe something surprised you, maybe you want to share something, maybe some new insights. If you have something, we will be happy to hear about this. So I have a really interesting one. We partnered with Novatic at FordX to run an experiment around leveraging personalized demos in an ABM campaign. And the results were were pretty eye-opening, but we have actual ROI on what personalized demos were able to yield. And this is a tactic, when I think about ABM and think about innovation, there's a lot of tactics that have been around for a while, but personalized demos is a new one in terms mm -hmm. of true innovation. And so they ran an experiment to 100 accounts within their target account list, leveraging this personalized demo. It was in a specific, it was almost industry-based when mm -hmm. it came to who they were targeting and how they positioned the demo and the ads, which pushed back to the demo. And just within the short time, of launch within a few months they generated four opportunities 55k in pipeline and had a 4x roi from the deals that they won and if that's not very clear in terms of this is a tactic that can mm -hmm. definitely has value i don't know what is and this is a really interesting experiment that was run and we have all of the details in in forgex to replicate but Mm -hmm. That was some solid innovation for 2023. Okay. Do you have any link to this uh, material or is it not, not uh, like official yet? I do. I do. I've got the step-by-step -step guide as well. Okay. It's all in, uh, in our Forgex think tank. Okay. 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 So we yeah. can put in the link in the comments to this, to this LinkedIn video because yeah, it's some super, super interesting. Okay, so do you have maybe some predictions for the future? What could be new in the future? What will be more important maybe? 100%. So 2024, again, is all about expansion. I think that's mm -hmm. going to be the theme that completely rings true in all of these programs. Um, a few relatively controversial takes that I have on the future for B2B marketing in general is you've got ABM. A lot of organizations started historically running what we call the enterprise ABM motion, meaning you're one-to-one -one or one-to-few and them being in their purest form. So one-to-few being 25 accounts or less in a cluster mm -hmm. and the campaign duration being nine, 12, 18 months long and you've got full tactical eligibility everything is hyper personalized for each account in these programs but you've also got this other framework of abm being growth abm 
where organizations are covering 50, 100, hundreds, if not thousands of accounts. And what they're doing is they're tiering. So you've mm -hmm. got tier one, tier two, and tier three. Based off of what tier you fall under, there is more accounts. So for example, tier one has the least amount of accounts. It's the most strategic. They get full personalization, full tactical eligibility. Tier two has a medium amount of accounts. They've got less tactical eligibility, less personalization. And then tier three is the remaining accounts with scaled personalization mm -hmm. and scaled tactics. And one of the trends that I've been seeing is a lot, since a lot of organizations started with enterprise ABM, you've got these conversations going on at the executive level of in 2024, we need to make a strong effort within our expansion plays. ABM has really done a great job at this within their enterprise ABM motion, but we need to scale it across hundreds, if not thousands of accounts. And then they're turning to their ABM leaders and saying, hey, how do we do this effectively? And so enterprise ABM almost acting as that Trojan horse to bring in account-based metrics, to bring in and show the go-to-market how you can effectively align in a way that's never been done before across sales, marketing, and customer success. And so what you're seeing is growth ABM slowly start to take over demand jet. And so I almost see the progression of lead gen, demand gen, and now growth ABM as your growth ABM strategy and your enterprise ABM strategy can run seamlessly together. Mm -hmm. And so to give an example, I was chatting with an exec at uh, a billion dollar ARR company last week. He had just come off of his executive offsite. And one of the things he was saying is it, ABM was something that they were not only talking about, but he was like, I, I could make the case to go hire 20 more ABM practitioners purely for 2024 based off of how powerful expansion is going to be and how much of an emphasis we're going to be making on it within our program and in our company overall. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. I think we, <laughs> we've still the 50 minutes <laughs> limit of LinkedIn. I'm sorry. <laughs> so thank you. No problem. Great. It's like uh, one of the best conversations. It's like something that no, no one mentioned before. Thanks so much, Tom. Thank you.